Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We are highlighting this week the annual COVD or the College of Optometrists in Vision Developments meeting. They are live and in person in Columbus, Ohio this year. Unfortunately, Dr. L and I are not able to attend. Dr. L is pregnant and I just had a newborn and not quite ready to leave the baby. But we are super excited to connect with a doctor that is there and highlighting everything that is happening at the meeting. And this is a conference that the two of us have really enjoyed being a part of in past years. It's a wonderful gathering of our colleagues who are all really interested in vision therapy and a wonderful platform to you know share ideas and learn new techniques from each other. So we're sad not to be there in person this year, but we're excited to participate in this manner where we are going to be joined by a guest who is live in person and learn a little bit about how the meeting is going and give everyone a little bit of background about COVD and the meeting itself. So our guest today is Dr. Jennifer DeTolo. She is a Woodstock resident and began her professional career in Atlanta in 2000 and has worked in all areas of optometry, including contact lenses, glasses, eye emergencies, and specializes in vision therapy and head trauma. She isn't just passionate about practicing medicine, but also about serving the community in whatever way she can. She has served on several boards throughout her career, but is currently the president for the College of Optometrists and Vision Development. In 2005, she received a special merit award from Community Health Charities of Georgia for her work with the Special Olympics Opening Eyes Program, where she was state chairperson from 2001 to 2007. She was also awarded a community service award from the Roswell Lions Club in 2010. With the development of the infancy program in 2005, she jumped in at the start of the program to offer free eye exams for infants ages 6 to 12 months. She is a member of the American Optometric Association, the Georgia Optometric Association, COVD, the Neurooptometric Rehabilitation Association, and the Optometric Extension Program. Additionally, she works closely with the Shepherd Center to help treat vision problems resulting from head injuries, including stroke, tumors, and concussions. An Atlanta native, Dr. Jennifer DeTolo attended Oglethorpe University, where she received her Bachelor of Science degree. She went on to the Pennsylvania College of Optometry, where she graduated in 2000. She then received her fellowship in the COVD in 2008. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. DeTolo. Thank you so much for joining us today. And to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to finding optometry and then the specialty of vision therapy. Well, thanks for having me this afternoon. Um, So I'm an oddball probably is what people tell me because when I was in the fourth grade, I decided I wanted to be an optometrist. And I really don't know why, because I got glasses in the fourth grade, but I was not one of those kids who was like, oh my God, my life is so much better now. I was the one who was like, I can't believe I have to have these. I'm not wearing these. This is horrible, like crying in the exam chair. So I'm not sure what about that experience made me decide it's what I wanted to do with my life. But from that point on, that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, When I was in undergrad in Atlanta, I came across a private practice. Um, My uncle had actually taken my cousin there for an eye exam. And she was a developmental optometrist and did vision therapy. And he told her, oh, my niece wants to go to optometry school. Um, She offered me to come shadow for the day. And then I wound up getting offered a job. I worked, you know, 
days I didn't have class full time in the summertime and was exposed to vision therapy um, at that point through her and her practice. And then went off to optometry school, um, chose PCO, um, now Salus University, um, because of their therapy program at the time. Um, and then came back and worked in that practice for about 15 years. And then six years ago, decided to go out on my own and opened um, primary care and vision therapy practice Wonderful. in Northwest Atlanta. Wonderful. I love that story. I can't believe you knew you wanted to be an optometrist in fourth grade <laughs> and you stuck with it. That's really impressive. I stuck with it. That was it. <laughs> you said, I'm making this decision and that's it. You know, what, how old are you when you're in fourth grade? Like nine, right? Nine or 10. <laughs> I love that. So we are, so you currently are the president of COVD. For those listening, tell us about the College of Optometrists in Vision Development and how and why the organization got started and really what the primary aim is of COVD. So it was first established in 1970. Um, there were a group of optometrists who were doing vision therapy at the time. It was Dr. Wold, Dr. Getz, Dr. Greenman, and Dr. Jander, who just all happened to be at an optometric meeting and somehow started talking about the fact that they all work with vision therapy and vision development um, and decided to form an organization which was actually formed. Um, and then their first meeting was held in October of 1971. And we are basically an international membership organization of eye care professionals, vision therapists, students, residents. And we do have some um, affiliate members as well who are other allied health professionals. And we have some who are parents whose children have gone through vision therapy and who show a lot of support for COVD and that sort of thing as well. Our mission is improving lives by advancing excellence in optometric vision therapy and rehabilitation through education and board certification. So our IECB is a board certifying body um, for both doctors and therapists to become certified in what we do. We hold that very high, um, and we hope that all of our affiliate members one day choose to become fellows and that all our therapists choose one day to become certified as well. It's something that really sets us apart from other doctors out there, and I feel like today and in the future, it's going to be more important to have that further certification. In my practice, it kind of shocks me. It's not, you know, hundreds of people calling, but it's amazing the number of calls my office has gotten asking if I'm a fellow. Like, I don't even know how the, you know, people out there know there's even such a thing, right? But they're calling wanting to know that information. So I think the fact that, you know, we can set ourselves on that higher standard of learning um, is really important, not only for us as practitioners and individuals, but for our patients as well. Absolutely. And I know Dr. Z and I are so grateful for COVD and having the organization be available to us. It's really helped shape the way that we practice and the way that we started our vision therapy practice together. And we both went through that fellowship process and it really helped us grow as vision therapy providers and practitioners in general. You really learn about yourself a lot throughout that process. And one of our vision therapists has gone through the certification process also. Um, so just tell us a little bit about what that process looks like for both doctors and therapists and what's kind of entailed in that process and what it means. 
So for the doctors, I know more about the doctors than the therapist part of it. Um, but doctors have to be out of school for three years before they can apply for the process. You have to have 100 hours of education and you, or residency, and you have to have 1,000 hours of actively being in the therapy room. On top of that, there are six open book questions that have to be answered. You have to write three case reports, and then there is a written exam and then an oral examination, which is usually given at the annual meeting. Um, therapists, I know there is open book questions, I believe for therapists, and then a written exam and an oral exam, but no case reports. And it really is more of a learning process than like, like what I remember how I felt studying for boards. I felt the same going through the process, but once I was actually in that oral exam, it wasn't like a test. It was much more like a conversation with your peers about, you know, trying to get you to think outside the box and what other things could you do to treat this certain um, diagnosis or, you know, how would you handle something like this just to try to get you to think more um, and just have more knowledge in general um, with what we do every day. So it really is a learning process. And like you said, a growth process personally as well. Yeah. And I, like Dr. L had said, it really kind of solidified our thoughts on how we approach vision, right? Because I, when you come out of school, you think like, oh, vision is 2020. You need to prescribe what you refract and you have to um, check their ocular health and do all those things. And the, all those things are very important and give you a really great foundation. But when you get out into the real world, you realize that all of these patients don't fit in that box. Yes. <laughs> and that's really where vision therapy and vision rehabilitation can change patients' lives because we look at them in a different way. And I, I really feel strongly that COVD is, I, I, the meeting itself is uh, such a special meeting. You know, we've all gone to AOA and all of those, and it feels very clinical there. But at COVD, there's a different sense of family and community and really support that I don't think other branches of optometry have. And I really think that's a really special piece to the, the doctors that do vision therapy and rehabilitation is it's really all about what can we do best for our patients and have that, that community back of, like you said, thinking about things a little bit differently. Exactly so for, right. yeah. So for those listening, tell us a little bit about how, if there are doctors that are just interested in vision therapy. How do they get started with COVD? And for the patients listening, how do they find a doctor that has gone through this training? So for the patients who could be listening, if you go to covd.org, um, our website, there is a locate a doctor feature and you can put in your city or your state and however many miles you're willing to travel. Certain states you're gonna have to travel more than others for sure. Um, and it will pull up all the doctors um, nearby who are fellows and associates um, that do vision therapy. For doctors and or therapists even wanting to get involved in COVD, the first thing, the first step I would tell you to take is to join, become a member. For doctors who just graduated optometry school, there is a tiered fee structure. So it's not a boom, I got to pay this for membership for my state and the AOA. And now I have this other organization that wants money. So those fees, membership fees are structured out through the first five years out of optometry school before it reaches our full dues. So joining is first and foremost, 
the best thing to do. Through that, we can connect you with doctors out there who have been established a little bit longer, who can act as a mentor, whether it's to help you go through the process of becoming a fellow or just to help you through how, how do I bring therapy to the practice I'm going to or how do I open up my own practice? We're all here to help each other. And that goes back to what you were saying about being a family is we're not in competition with each other. You know, where I am in Metro Atlanta, there's a few of us docs and we're all really about 30 to 45 minutes away from each other. And I'll have a patient come in and I'm like, why are you coming to see me when you live, literally live like 10 minutes away from this other person? I don't, I would rather not have a kid that's been in the car for an hour and a half after school all day to then try to work with, with therapy who has an hour and a half car ride home when I know, and I trust the person right by you that can do and provide um, the same care that I could provide you. So I feel like it's one of those that, whereas in other aspects of optometry, we're very leery to refer to one another because we're afraid you're going to steal my patient. It's not, yes, we all are here to make a living and we have to have patients to do that. But it is, I feel like our community, we really put the patient before us and before the, you know, the bottom line and how much money is coming in and that sort of thing. Um, so just join the organization. We have a lot of committees and we need members to be on committees if there's a certain area that you're interested in, um, whether it's insurance or ABI, or if it's wanting to be a mentor or, you know, wanting, if you're into social media and that sort of thing, we have a social media committee. So there's lots of ways to join um, or things to do once you're part of the organization and then come to an annual meeting. You know, we offer the first two days before the actual annual meeting starts. We call them our applied concepts courses. Um, we usually have, depending on the year, anywhere from four to six of those going on at the same time in different categories like strab and amblyopia versus head injury versus visual perception. And we also have courses for specifically for vision therapists in those two days. And once you come to a meeting, you really get that feel of we are family and you are so included. The very first meeting I came to, I was by myself, didn't know anyone. And I was like, you know, I'm the kind of person who I won't go sit at a restaurant and eat dinner by myself. I just, I'll take it to go and I'll just go home and sit by myself at home. And so it really, I didn't feel awkward or like I was alone because people very quickly took me in and I had people to eat with and go hang out with and sit in class with. So we really do want everyone to succeed and we want everyone, you know, to feel welcome. And I really feel like we do a good job at that. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. COVD is such a family and there's such a collaborative approach between all the doctors involved. And similar to your experience, we have a practice that's probably about an hour away from us that does vision therapy also. And we're constantly sending patients back and forth based on where they're living. And if it makes more sense to send them to the office, that's what we do because it's best for the patient. Um, and, you know, you really feel that community when you're at this COVD meeting. I know Dr. Z and I are so sad to not be there in person this year. Hopefully next year we'll be able to attend. Um, but we're very excited that it is back in person this year. Yes. And what has your experience there been like so far? What are the new hot topics? What's going on at the annual meeting? It's been wonderful being back in person. Um, I feel like even, you know, today in the beginning of classes, like it's hard to get everyone settled down into, you know, 
ready for education because I haven't seen you in three years. And, you know, um, there's been a lot of camaraderie. Um, we have excellent speakers. Um, this morning, we had a neurologist, amazing lecture. You know, we have educators speaking. We have some of our colleagues speaking. Such a wide variety of topics, sports vision, nystagmus, convergence insufficiency, concussion, um, phototherapy, photolight therapy, and then our vision therapist education. We have international speakers. So there really is... I feel a piece, you know, we all have our interests, right? So even though we all do the same thing, some of us are more interested in the strabs and amblyopes and others of us are more interested in the sports vision route. And this year we have three tracks going. So there was a huge variety to choose from. Um, and we're hoping that was one of the things since I've been on the board that we wanted to have more variety for our members, have some more like higher level courses Versus, you know, for those who feel like, well, I kind of already know a little bit, I want to know more versus sitting in a class where you're like, well, this really, I'm not getting a whole lot out of this because I feel like I'm already at this level. I want to get to the next level. So we really have a wide variety of those introductory level on up to the higher level courses. And that's something that we're still working and wanting to be able to bring to future meetings as well. Hero's Revive 2.0 is an award-winning cloud-based wearable platform that delivers real-time vision diagnoses based on a decade of clinical and scientific research at the University of Miami's Baskin-Palmer Eye Institute. This diagnostic health and wellness tool enables physicians to perform six vision diagnostic exams, including visual fields, contrast sensitivity, color vision, and dark adaptation. The lightweight, portable platform improves access to care as diagnostic exams can be performed anywhere, at any time, even in remote locations. A designated dark room or testing space is not required, and the Revive's platform's visual field test shows strong correlation to the current gold standard of care. Six diagnostic exams, five CPT medical billing codes, and a single wearable solution. The new reality in vision care has arrived. To learn more about this versatile platform, follow at HeroVisionAI on Twitter and Instagram, or visit www.cheru.com. That's S-E-E-H-E-R-U.com. Um, we also have the exhibit hall. This year we have 31 unique exhibitors, and it's either six or seven are brand new to COVD. This is their first year with us. So we're very happy and thankful for that. And even though it is a smaller meeting, we have about 550 in person this year, Great. which let me just say thank all of you because way more than what we were expecting based on, you know, the pandemic going on. And so I was speaking to a couple of exhibitors who both had said that they were on the fence whether or not they were going to come this year. And even though there weren't as many people in the exhibit hall so far, that the conversations they had were much more in-depth conversations and better conversations than what they've been able to have in the past when you have, you know, twice as many people walking through there. So they both said they were very thankful that they chose to come because so far they've gotten so much out of being here, you know, and they're here to support us and to support our members and, you know, we need to do our best to support them as well. 
Absolutely. I love that. And I'm so glad that there are so many people there in person. You know, it's always, you never quite know how it's going to roll. So I'm happy to hear that there are so many people. Say, let's give our listeners maybe one clinical pearl for our optometrists listening about vision or vision therapy. A clinical pearl, this is where I struggle a little bit. I would say, trust your gut. If you feel like something isn't right, that things aren't adding up with what your patient's telling you and with what you're finding, then something probably is off. Don't be afraid to refer out. Don't think that you can handle all of it all of the time because sometimes it is beyond us and there's other things going on that you know we can sit there and try to treat a certain diagnosis or a certain deficiency and we're not getting anywhere because that's not really what the root of the problem is. So trust your gut and just believe in yourself and know that what you're doing is to help someone. Um, and if you do that, you'll be fine. Some, just another shout out to next year because we're hoping next year um, things will be much better. We are gonna be in Toronto. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, and that's gonna be the last week in April. It's like the 24th, 25th through the 29th. So hopefully those who could not attend this year can make it to Toronto next year. I think that's a wonderful takeaway that can apply to any of our listeners. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time away from the meeting to connect with us in this way and for all the work that you're doing with COVD. Um, We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you and all of our members. Wonderful. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.